What is going on? My name is Taylor and this podcast is called Who Knows, a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. Hello, everyone. It's so good to talk to you again. Welcome to the second episode of season three. I hope you're enjoying this season so far. I know I am. Every time I get to come on the mic and talk to everyone, it is such a joy. Um, So here we are, episode two. And before we get started, as always, I have a couple of announcements, really one announcement this week. And it's that if you haven't seen it already on our Instagram, we have buttons now. They're so cute. They're so amazing. Thanks to Casey and the Bear, who is at Casey and the Bear on Instagram. She helped us create these amazing buttons using the artwork that Maria made. That's our show artwork. So that's now on a button. If you haven't seen it already, they're gorgeous. And here's the best part. You can win one. How can you win one, you may ask? So here's the deal. If you post about who knows on your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter, whatever social media you use and you tag us, you win a button. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that reviews are accepted, you get a button. It's that easy. If you leave us a review, you can just DM it to me or email me a screenshot. And if you post about us on our socials and you tag us, I'll contact you and you get a button. This is a way that we're trying to spread the word about the show and, you know, kind of give something back to all of you who are helping us spread the word about the show because it means so much to have everybody talking about it, telling their friends, telling as many people as they can so that we can get more listeners to make our community stronger and bigger and one big happy who knows family. So if you want a button, leave a review, post about us on social and you will get one. It's that easy. The easiest contest you've ever entered. So speaking of reviews, if you didn't know already, the best way to help out the show is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that reviews are accepted. It helps people find the show. It helps our community grow. All that good stuff that I mentioned. And this time around, you get a button if you do it. I have a shout out for somebody who's left a review. Master Caleb. Thank you, Master Caleb. And you actually messaged me and said, I don't need a button. I just wanted to support, which warmed my heart so much. The fact that somebody was like, you know, I just love you. So I'm going to leave a review. That's the good stuff. So Master Caleb, thank you so much for leaving a review. We also have a new patron. This one also warms my heart. Shout out to our newest patron, Maria Wartell. Guys, Maria's a patron now. I told you she would never leave the Unos fam. So shout out to Maria. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. And if you want to become a patron, there's links on our website. There's a link in our social. And there'll be a link in the show notes to become a patron for as low as $1. Well, 
We have a segment on the show called The Things, and it's where I take a minute or so to talk about things that I might be super into right now, exciting things that have happened, like events or accomplishments, or sometimes stuff that might be really difficult right now. And I definitely want to update you all on the show that I mentioned that I was working on last episode. For those who may not have listened to that episode, first of all, go back, check it out, Greensboro Roller Derby. They're the greatest. Anyway, I mentioned in The Things for the last episode that I was going into tech for Who's Afraid of Virginia? Wolf over at Triad Stage as a sound designer and I hadn't done that in a while. So I'm literally recording this the day before opening night and I am tired. It's been a long tech. And if anyone doesn't know what tech is, it's the part of a process for a theater show where all the technical elements come together with all the work the actors have done and they make the show happen that you see if you see live theater. And so it's a really long process, um, long hours, being in the dark a lot. And it was tiring. Like I did tech in grad school. I've done tech a bunch, obviously, but I haven't done tech as a designer in a long time. And I'm tired. And I kind of realized during this tech that rest is important. And sometimes rest can be the most important thing that you need. You know, working these long hours, there were some times where I was like, oh, I'm not like getting to, you know, work out. I'm not, you know, being productive in the morning like I like to be. I'm kind of like putting some stuff off to the side more than I really like to. And I was kind of beating myself up about that. And I think that I had a moment where I realized that that wasn't helping at all, like trying to beat myself up about the things that I wasn't doing and not acknowledging what I had already done. All this work that I've been doing on this show that is like really good work. And so I kind of had a moment where I was like, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm just going to give myself what I need. And what I needed was rest. And so I guess all of this to say that I encourage others to stop and be like, okay, am I pushing myself too hard right now? Because that's a real thing. I did my thesis on burnout and burnout can happen. Burnout is a real, real thing. And I don't want to burn out. It's it's never fun, especially when you're like doing something that you love. You want to keep doing it. That's the whole thing. So I am glad that I found within myself the ability to give myself permission to take the rest that I needed. And I'm going to try to carry that with me throughout all of the work that I do with this podcast and with other shows that I end up doing. Just remembering that sometimes rest is the most important thing and there is absolutely nothing wrong with giving yourself a break and reminding yourself that it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to not push yourself to a breaking point. That is glorified a lot. I feel like, especially in the arts, to push yourself to a breaking point. It's something that people brag about, and I don't think that we should brag about it. So, yeah, take the rest if you need it. I know I'm going to. All right, friends, here it is. The moment I've been waiting for. I am so excited about this episode. I'm going to tell you who I hung out with this week. So this week, I hung out with Lauren Paris. And Lauren Paris, among many things, is 
the cat mother that I aspire to be. <laughs> she is the mother of Bruno Bartlett, better known as at the Bruno Bartlett on Instagram, and his brother Carlo. If you don't know who these cats are, literally stop and look up their Instagram right now. I'll wait. Do you see those babies? They look, first of all, they are literally the cutest cats ever, aside from our own CEO. But have you noticed that they literally look just like our CEO? This is a gray cat parade and I am living for every moment of it. So gratefully, we got to talk to Lauren, who is the mother of these two cats. Bruno went viral a couple years ago. She'll go into all that goodness. But she is the mother of these cats and she runs a cat, a viral cat Instagram. And I have been following their Instagram for a while and it was just such a joy to get to talk to her. She's from Chicago, living in Chicago with her two boys and her fiance. And when she's not being a cat mom, she's a singer, actor, and a writer. And as I said, we talked about what it is like to be a pet influencer slash the mother of a pet influencer. Because technically, Bruno and Carlo are the stars, but Lauren really does a lot of good work here. And I I am so fascinated by the like pet Instagram phenomena that we have in our world right now. And I was so grateful to get to talk to Lauren. And it was such a joy to get to Skype with her. And we chatted about a ton of things. And I'm so excited for you to hear this interview. So here I am via Skype with Lauren Paris talking about the world of cats of Instagram. I wanted to start off with who you are, because, you know, we can talk about cats all day, but really, I want to know more about you. So who is Lauren Paris? That was the question I wrote down to ask. Well, thank you. Um, yes, I know. I just, um, over the past year now, I'm just kind of Bruno's mom. And now I yeah. understand um, how my mom has always felt because I'm an only <laughs> child. And she says that my whole life, she's just been Lauren's mom. So yeah. uh, now I know in a different way. My name is Lauren Paris. Um, I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, born and raised, I moved to Chicago to go to school. And I've been here ever since. I somehow ended up um, at a random liberal arts school for theater. Although I am very, very, very proud of my alma mater. I went to Loyola University Chicago. It is a great theater department, absolutely, that is growing and thriving, but it's not a conservatory. And so when people were like, wait, you're going to Loyola in Chicago for theater? I was like, yeah, but it's because it's such an amazing town for theater. And honestly, I thought I would move right to New York when I graduated but there's kind of no point of moving when you're working. Yeah, yeah. In theater, it's not like the goal is to be famous, obviously. I kind of am one of those creative types that just does a lot of everything. Primarily, I'm a singer and an actor. I do musical theater. I also run like a concert series and sing a lot of pop music and do events, stuff like that. I'm also a writer. And now I, out of necessity, um, run a business because 
I have a cat that a lot of people love. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like a obviously huge Bruno and Carlo fan. I made sure that in every email I sent when I was talking to Carly about this, I was like, and Carlo, and Carlo. I was like, don't forget that Carlo's in this family now. <laughs> like Bruno's the star, but Carlo's the support and we all need the support, right? Exactly. We need Carlo now. So how did Bruno come into your life? It's been almost a year we're planning or like we have to do something big for his gotcha days. Oh, heck yeah. Jason and I had started talking about getting a cat, but we just moved in together and we were like, there's no rush. Well, that's very typical of me. I'm like, oh, everything's fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. And then I see something or I, I figure out what I want to do. And I'm like, and go. I saw photos of Bruno on Facebook, I think. Um, they had started going viral. For those that don't know, it's um, at the time Bruno was 25 pounds. Um, he stands on his back legs. And these photos of him that the shelter where he'd been at for four months had gone viral because they're just hysterical. He looks like like a 1920s gangster. He looks so mad. He looks so fat. Like I saw him and for anyone that's ever watched or read the Twilight series, I like to say I imprinted on Bruno. <laughs> I saw him and I was like, oh, we belong together. <laughs> like I said, at this point, the picture's already gone viral. So it was, um, Bruno was at Right Way Rescue, uh, which is an amazing shelter in Morton Grove. It's just north of Chicago. It's hard for a lot of adult cats uh, for their personality to really shine at a shelter because they're surrounded by all these kittens and they just mm -hmm. kind of shut down. Yeah. He'd really gotten no attention until they posted these brilliant photos of him and that were accompanied by brilliant copy. Like I still to this day actually don't know who wrote that, but they should be an award-winning journalist. <laughs> it's a truly amazing. One thing I want to just mention is that so the the standing on the le the back legs that started before you got him because that's his trademark like when I tell people I'm like you know the cat and I do the thing I'm like the cat that sits on his back legs we think it started you know he was in a home for seven years until they took him to the shelter just from now obviously having lived with him um that it's it's very he does it all the time he'll just pop up but generally speaking, it's for attention and it's very food motivated. It probably started from begging at the table like a dog. Mm -hmm. I knew he grew up with dogs. He wanted that human food. And I think they probably gave it to him. And that's why he's 25 pounds. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, he's been standing for as long as we know. Um, and I saw those pictures last year and lost my mind. The whole post was about how extra Bruno is and how he doesn't like toys and he won't drink water next to his food and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, well, I'm pretty extra, so I can relate. Immediately, I called the um, adoption hotline, and it took me 45 minutes to get through. And they were so sweet and were like, we're having the most insane day. The phone's been ringing off the hook. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's so cool. How do I get the cat? They were like, uh, just send in an application and we will, you know, we've already gotten hundreds of applications just since this morning. So we'll get through them and we'll get back to you next week. And I was like, okay, I, that's not going to work for me. So I filled out the application, like they said, but luckily I had a lot of, um, animal lovers in my office. So we all powwowed really quick and we're like, okay, we got to do something. Mm -hmm. So my <laughs> boss wrote me a recommendation letter 
Um, I wrote a letter of intent. Um, I went home that night and I filmed videos of my apartment and interviews with me and my then boyfriend, my now fiance, Jason. Um, and I was going to send all that in a package, but we were like, I need one thing just to catch their eye. Like, how am I going to stand out in the sea of applicants? I'm sure there are a lot of families that would be great for him, but I got to do something just to make sure they see my stuff. And like, I'm stressing how seriously I take this application. So I am a performer. Um, and I put, uh, <laughs> it kind of started this whole thing just amongst my own Facebook. I posted Bruno's photos and I said, does anyone know anyone at Right Way Rescue? And all of a sudden I start getting hundreds of comments just from my own friends. People see the photos and people start getting really excited. And at that time it was just people that I knew. <laughs> um, and it was clearly decided in this Facebook thread on my page that I, needed to do something extra to stand out I should probably sing something oh my friend Kathleen Gibson works for Second City she should write me a song and I should sing it before I could even text her she texted me and was like hey working on the song I'll have it to you in an hour Kathleen sends me the song lyrics and the like vocal track for me to sing along to so that night I get home we record all the videos of the apartment and interviews and then I'm like, okay, Jason, you're going to have to hold the camera and I'm going to sing this song into the camera at our kitchen island, which in the video, everyone thinks it looks like a piano. So that's convenient. And it's called Give Me That Fat Cat. And I have to say, like, Kathleen is um, a lyrical genius. And <laughs> luckily it worked. I posted it the next morning when I sent in my package um, of stuff for them and I like stalked the heck out of them on Facebook. Luckily they replied really quickly. Then they shared my video. And then like I got a call from CBS because they wanted to play the video. And then everything just kind of went into this whirlwind. That was on a Thursday morning. Saturday morning, all of a sudden, we were allowed to go meet Bruno. Everyone at the shelter was like, oh, we love you. We we really want it to be you, but it's up to our director of operations. So I still kept, like, pumping stuff out on Facebook, being like, please, if anyone can know anybody or do anything. Again, that's just to my friends. Um, and Rightway Rescue shares my video, and they're like, oh, now Bruno's accepting videos. So if anyone else wants to send in anything extra, we'll take that. And it, it's... Uh, totally understandable because it was amazing press for them. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, okay, everyone, please comment my name in the comments. Yeah, we just went like full tilt over this right. for several days until I think Monday morning. I got the phone call saying we were selected, and my whole office was screaming. We were so excited. <laughs> That's when I started getting hit on Facebook and Instagram from a lot of strangers in a really nice way mm -hmm. being like uh, you, well you have to have an Instagram how do we keep following him I want pictures of him because at this point these pictures of him had gone like certifiably viral right he'd been on everything BuzzFeed Huffington Post um the dodo so before you even had him Yep. Okay. So I'm starting to see that this all happened in a in a way out of your control. Like it was just going to happen. Exactly. It's a Bruno. And yeah. I just wanted to try and get their attention to get him. But like I freaked out when I saw him, obviously. Well, I wouldn't think that my reaction would be unique. Like there's something about him. There's this video. There's one. I have a favorite. It's the one where you have a celebration playing and he pops. I watch that one. Oh, because it's just so when he pops up. 
it's like your whole perception of cat and life just like melts yeah so all that happened before we got him before i even got to the shelter the next night to pick him up i was getting all these messages so we just because i got kind of creeped out and any aspect of the internet there are trolls and so it was already getting things like oh she's a singer so she just wants to get famous and i'm like oh yeah because that's how people get famous is like getting a famous pet right right so i started bruno's instagram the night before we picked him up because i was like oh well all these people who are asking i said like well you can follow because they they were like please post when you get him and at the shelter it's like all right so we'll take videos in the car on the way there when we get there and when we get home so we did and he was a saint when we opened his little like carrier door it was like he lived in our house his entire life just flopped over like the king he is that's so good it was awesome and i sobbed at night and i got in bed because i was so happy then the next morning i went back to work and all the same news channels that had run the story the first time ran it again that bruno had a new home and a new owner who was just as extra as he is quote unquote so i watched an instagram go from i don't know a couple hundred followers to uh, over 10,000 followers in like an hour. Wow. I don't know if you've ever had your hand in something that went viral. Incredibly overwhelming. With who knows, I spend hours and hours trying to figure out how to attract attention to like the podcast and to get Instagram followers because like if anybody doesn't know like that's how podcasts make money is like you it's it's like you have to have a certain amount of listeners for you to sell ads for people to be interested and so I spend all day trying to do that it's kind of crazy to hear that that happened to you overnight and the fact that it happened like kind of out of your control in a way with the fact that he was already viral. I can see it in your face right now. Like you just wanted this cat. Like I get, I, I of all people get that. Like, like Claude was the first cat that I saw. Like I, <laughs> I like went around cause like I'd never had a cat and I was like, Oh, you know, like looking around, but like, you just know, like, I remember I was sitting in Panera with my mom and I was like, I kind of want that gray cat that we saw at the first place we went. And like, he's my son now. And like, so you just, when you love an animal, like you just know. And like, but this came with like a whole other slew of stuff. And like, yeah, talk more about that. It's exactly that. Like just, uh, they, I, I don't, <laughs> people throw around the phrase like crazy cat lady, but I, I don't really care. Like, I really love these cats as though they were my son. Oh, I, girl, I hear you. <laughs> and I don't care. Like, they are both, we got them both when they were, uh, uh, Bruno was seven, Carlo was eight. And who knows what happened to them? We know kind of what happened in Bruno's life. We don't know what happened in Carlo's life. And I'm like, if I can provide this home for them where I love them and just want the best for them like I think they deserve that I really do genuinely love them I was kind of thrown into this thing and I made the Instagram out of necessity because I didn't want people to be spamming my personal channels and then yeah the first few days honestly I would say about the first month was insane 
Um, I've certainly never experienced something like that. Like I said, I'm in musical theater. So the goal's never been to like get famous. Yeah. I did want to be a pop star when I was little, but I, you know, I didn't really understand what that meant. The viral moment obviously passed. And yeah, now he has this great big following. It was all okay for us in the first month. I mean, I think I'm a fairly confident person, but with my face on a BuzzFeed's Instagram, which has 5 million followers, and the things that people would say, and most of them are nice, or most of them are, of course, about Bruno. But I mean, whoo, you want to test your confidence, you read what 5 million followers have to say about your face. People wouldn't do the research. And so they would think that um, either we either they didn't realize that we'd just gotten him. So they thought we made him fat. So the phrase animal abuse was thrown on a lot or call PETA. People love to say a publication that I love. And we've had an amazing relationship with the Dodo um, who does amazing work. And the people that work there are really stellar animal lovers. So well-intentioned. Um, we visited them in New York a few months after they made a video about us. They're awesome. I really can't say that enough. But they did a video right when we got Bruno that was so cute. We loved it. We didn't see it until all of a sudden, a month after we adopted Bruno. So the end of September last year, the video came out. And the Dodo, I think, has 40 million followers on Facebook. Um, and that uh, the first time the video came out, we saw it that night. And we're just dying of laughter. They kind of made us look like kooky. Like, look at what these kooky people would do to get a cat. But we didn't care because we are kooky people. And we thought it was hilarious. We watched it. And we're like, have fun. And two hours later, I went back to the video. And I noticed from the comments that they hadn't mentioned that Bruno was on a diet in the video. So all the comments about how uh, we're animal abuse. Losers. We just wanted him because he's fat. He's going to die. Um, we wanted him for all the wrong reasons. That was pretty intense. Um, but luckily at that time, I was like literally like in bed sobbing. And Jason was like, you have to put down the phone. He's a lot. He's not on social media as much as I am. I have been on social media a lot before I got Bruno, you know, to him. It's like, well, who cares? Just put it down. Whereas I took it a lot more seriously. I was fine in a matter of days because there were still a lot more other things going on. I will say like, I am obviously speaking about the rough side of it, but far and away, the comments and messages that we get are incredibly positive. And if the challenge, of course, is focusing on that versus the not mm -hmm. as positive ones. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's usually about it. The focus has kind of changed as far as the negative has gone. At first, it was really like, we're animal abusers. That poor cat. This isn't funny. He's overweight. And it's like, yeah, he's been on a diet since the day we got him. He's already lost seven pounds. Like, cats can't lose weight faster. They will literally die. Everyone likes to tell you how to live your life, no matter what you're doing. Um, so... We dealt with that at first, and then recently, a few months ago, the Dodo reshared that video, and then the negative comments, there wasn't a lot. I would say, like, less than 50 were about me and how annoying I am and a narcissist and what a horrible, quote-unquote, opera singer I am, which I'm like, well, yeah, I, I am one horrible opera singer. I'm not an opera singer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been a trip, but... Um, it is what it is. And again, I'm sure we'll get there too, but the good has very much outweighed the bad over the past yeah. year as far as the response that we get.
Yeah, it's this is I'm so glad that I am doing this with you because I just like it's because I don't know this stuff like I the reason I'm doing the this episode and, the, and this whole season is because all we do all day is just like look at our phone and like we have I have no like you have no concept of like sometimes you forget that those are human beings and like sometimes you forget that like my cat cannot pick up my phone and use it like there is a person that is doing all of that behind the screen and like it's just amazing to hear from you know from an account that I follow all the time first of like I had no idea that that it had all happened before you got him and because I'm also like in that state of mind where I love him so much it's like how could anybody say anything bad about him and like I can't even believe that people would waste their time saying bad things about you like who cares who cares what I look at look at my cat look at this cat it's really eye-opening getting to sit down and talk to somebody that you actually follow and like actually like lives that life it really breaks down that wall of social media there's kind of been this movement I feel like to humanize the people on on social media a lot more but there's a difference between like you know reading those captions on those photos and like actually hearing somebody who like who is a pet Instagram influencer say like yes that that's real. People think that they know everything. And like, it's just, it's sad to hear that you, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But I, at the same time, I'm, it's, I'm sure it was worth it because you, in, like in a way it was worth it because you have Bruno and now you have Carlo too. Totally. And I mean, like I said, anytime I was feeling sorry for myself about it, which have honestly been few and far between. I really just think about people. I'm like, okay, Lauren, l- a little perspective. Like you run a cat's Instagram. Mm-hmm. It has a hundred thousand something followers. That's a lot. But think of the thousands of Instagram accounts that have a lot more followers than that and are putting themselves out there on a daily basis. I will say the nice thing is over time, anytime people get upset, it's from some content that's not posted on our page because like the Bruno and Carlo followers, if anyone writes a mean comment on our page, they will go after them way faster than I can. They will really defend us. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to be like, I never wanted to get mean. Like I always wanted to come from a kind, compassionate place. Cause it's a cat Instagram. That's just supposed to spread joy. I just really think about anybody that, you know, puts themselves out there and has a million followers. I can't, even imagine. And yes, they're making an yeah. active choice to do so, but that doesn't mean that it's okay to say whatever you want to say because you can, because you're sitting behind a screen. The fact that the mom of a cat's Instagram is getting hate, like when it's just the cat's Instagram, like doesn't even just like probably isn't even the half of what those people go through where it's their brand is them because I mean your your brand is your brand doesn't give a crap like your brand just wants to be fed (laughs) and that's the thing and that is the one side of it that people will come after us for as you know we have done a few ads we're gonna advertise this podcast yeah (laughs) we only do it for things that we actually want to that it feels good to be promoting something that deserves promotion Right. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Now the thing is, you're using your cat for money. And I'm like, 
All right. How much do you make for charge or for posting photos of your cat every day? Oh, that's right. You do it for free. I would be posting these pictures anyway. I'm just getting paid for it. And like, let me tell you, it's not exactly putting dinner on the table. It's just a few extra dollars. I would like to meet the person who says, who already posts photos of their cat. And someone says, hey, can I pay you to post a photo? And they say, no, thanks. That's not me. I mean, I would take that money too. I. That was actually one of the other questions that I had was, do you feel sometimes you're like, oh, I have to like post today of my cats? I do. And here's the other great side of this is, and I know obviously that this is, we're talking about mental health. And so I definitely want to mention that like yes, the please. number one message that I get from people aside from what's their diet, because that's the number one message, um, is uh, thanking us for posting photos of them because they have anxiety or depression and that they just love to look through the profile of these fat cats and that it is a coping mechanism for them and it brings them joy. And I'm like, if the least I can do is post a picture of my damn cat to make people feel better. Great. Like I can do that. I yeah. have anxiety. They help my anxiety in the flesh every day. And looking at pictures of them helps when I'm not with them. So I get it. The most powerful one we got, we've gotten several that have really been like, oh, wow. That people just, it brings them joy. Makes them laugh in really hard times. One of them being um, several months ago, there was uh, a shooting in New Zealand. I believe, mm -hmm. forgive me if I'm wrong, um, Christchurch. I'm sorry if that's not right, but it's in New Zealand. And the day after, um, a gal messaged us and said, hey, uh, I was in the building next door to where the shooting was in a lockdown for three hours. And we were all so scared. And she went on and on to describe it and then said, but um, we passed around a phone with the, your account and the photos of the boys and looked at it for hours and it got us to the other end when they told us we could leave. I'm like welling up right now. Like, I was sobbing when I got Yeah. It. Yeah. If the least I can do is post photos of my cats and it helps people, well, then that is literally the least I can do. Yeah. I do feel pressure to post photos of them um, to like pump the content, but uh, it's pretty, it's coming from a good place because it makes people smile. So why wouldn't I want to do that? I feel like just this new form of job being on Instagram for hours a day, it sounds so like I say like first world problems to be like, God, I have to be on Instagram all day long. I have to do this stuff. When you have your own emotional stuff that you go through, sometimes that can feel like a huge mountain to climb when you have to do that stuff. And so... So yeah, I'm just curious what your what your thoughts are on like how how this brand has like and this part this job has been for for you cuz again, like the boys are going to get fed, they're going to get to sleep. They're good. <laughs> so like what is what has it been like for you? Well, thanks for asking. You just gave me a lot to touch on. When we got Bruno, I had 
a few months prior kind of taken a step back from musical theater for a variety mm-hmm. of reasons. I just needed some time. The, the land of Bruno's social media came at a good time in my life because it's a creative outlet for me. So I do feel sometimes, like, like I said, pressure to like pump the content, but that pressure is not overwhelming to me in any way. It's fun. I'm also lucky because, like I said, we did legally have to open like an LLC. I never thought I'd be a business owner and now I am. But luckily I have a partner who handles that side of it. And by partner, I mean my fiance. I'm not, he's also my business partner, I guess. Oh, okay, okay. He does like all the accounting based stuff. He put together the um, shop for the website. People kept asking us for merchandise. Um, We really didn't have a choice. And so we hired my friend who's a graphic designer to like do the designs to give her work, you know, but um, so maybe if I didn't have that, this would feel like much more of a burden, but it really doesn't. um, It, like I said, I, I think it just came at a really good time where something that has been my outlet my entire life was being set aside for a little bit. Um, So I could kind of take some time to breathe. (laughs) It has been really good for me. It's fun. I don't want to say like I try to be funny because that's not true. But I am a very, I'm very goofy. And it's a very good platform for me to be goofy on is a cat's Instagram. Sometimes I go a while without posting. And then sometimes I just get it may sound silly, but I don't care. I get a little inspired and then all of a sudden it's fun and goofy again. And we're posting these videos of the boys and they're silly, but I, they make me laugh. They make other people laugh. Great. Low stakes. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's been as far as like content creation, <laughs> it's been very good for my mental health because it's a wonderful outlet when another one took a backseat for a while. Yeah. And what are your favorite things about what you do on Bruno's account. (laughs) Something that's been fun is, well, I have a friend who is an influencer. His name's Jay Tyler Whitmer. He's not a pet influencer. He's just a human influencer. (laughs) (laughs) And when we got Bruno and we had that crazy first week and I was freaking out, Jay is so awesome. And he came over and sat on my couch with me and Bruno for four hours and taught me, um, the literal business Instagram platform because I had no idea how to use it. So, um, learning, I learned it and that was that. And thanks to him, And, um, what's been fun is kind of understanding like the minutia of the the platform. Yeah. That's something that I want to know more about because one of the other things I'm trying to do with these episodes is like not only pull down the wall of like, these are people on Instagram, but like, what is being in it? Like, what is that? So yeah, I'd love to hear about how all that stuff works. Uh, as far as Bruno's goes, what's been fun is creating quote unquote, different content for like the Instagram stories versus the posts. That's been really fun for me. I've learned a lot just from watching other accounts that I enjoy and how they treat their stories versus their posts. The stories, there's no pretty finishes on them. It's like very much real life, which our mm-hmm. posts are too. It's about cats. It's not like, you know, <laughs> but um, it's really like a slice of life. The story is like, here we are in the kitchen 
in the hall, in bed. This is our life. So there's still a lot of people that just don't use Instagram stories and don't watch them. And you can see that when you look at Instagram. Well, a lot of people do look at our posts, but the same people look at our stories every day. We have almost the exact same number of people who watch our stories every day. I know that like Instagram story audience so well. And those are the people that like I DM with a lot. And that's been really fun. I do have friends that are other, they run other like pet influencer accounts because you have to talk to somebody and be like, what is this weird world that we're in? Um, But also it's just people who like started messaging us and like sending really nice messages. And now we just like follow each other's personal accounts and like, they're just my online friends, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's nice. It's like low stakes, just like casual conversation. And it's sweet. It's nice right now in like such a chaotic world that we're in right now in society that something that is so simple um can bring me and other people a lot of joy it's very grounding and I know that probably sounds a little silly to say too but it is it's it and that is the real power of social media and from my perspective is community and you really can build a very positive community an open place for people to connect that I can connect with in addition to like I said you know developing this audience with the stories versus the posts I just love to see kind of test different content out be like oh will this like strike people's fancy will this tickle their funny bone in addition to all that it's people are there for a really good pure reason which is looking at a fat cat you tend to attract at the end of the day, like a really nice group of people that's predominantly women. So that's fun too. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, um, that a lot of the people that follow our account are also women and like, and yeah, I mean, it's nice to have that community aspect because like facing the realities of what is going on in life today is very important, but also being able to like get away from that and like have something that is like positive and like non-destructive and like just fun that you can get away from is like very important for your mental health. You can't say anything to me. You just stare at me. You literally only want me because I can open your food, but I will die for you. (laughs) Anytime anything happens to Claude, I'm inconsolable. You can't talk to me. You can't say, oh, it just hurts a little bit. I'm going to be okay. You can't help but assume like, okay, we need to take you to the vet because like if this gets worse, you never know. And like, it's just so crazy how, how deeply your love can be for something that like can't even, they can't even talk to you and like it's just it's so it's something that I think about all the time where I'm like how is this real like but it's real when you posted about Bruno's foot I posted about his foot yeah but like what I didn't post was that the night before when I saw it for the first time I started inconsolably sobbing and Jason was like Lauren (laughs) it's okay he's like He's the, he's the rock of the family. I'm the up and down creative type. <laughs> um, I was sobbing and he was like, it, it's a foot. He's going to be fine. We'll take him to the vet. I'm like, oh, what if he's not? Like, he can't tell me. I, I get it. Hearing this is validating me so hard right now. It sounds like the dynamic that you have at home is the same that we have here. My boyfriend just stands there and is like, it's going to be fine. And it's just, I I might as well have birthed this cat. I'm close with Bruno because he was in my womb. And Jason's <laughs> like, that's when we've gone too far. <laughs> you need someone like that. You can't both have them both be like we are. Someone has to be grounding. <laughs> Having that place that you can go when you need it is 
like invaluable. Like I have had times where I've looked at Bruno's account for just when I need to feel good. And like when you're feeling emotionally distraught, having a community that you can go to, even if it is online, is just unlike anything else because that loneliness is just, it's deadly in my opinion. I'm trying to like grow my like podcast friend community, but like there are so many times where you're like, am I the only one that is like doing this? So having that community is, is great. And you're so lucky to have the people that love Bruno that like you say, will go, will go to bat for you when people try to say anything negative about him. Well, and that is an interesting aspect. I try to look at myself and my own practices over the past year. I've used a post or an Instagram story to express like we were bullied online <laughs> in this arena. And every time I've posted that, I get a massive positive response. So I've really had to look within myself and be like, okay, well, I don't want to post that just so I can get these messages to make me feel good. Because that's not the point. I really ask myself, like, is that really what I wanted? Is that what I was looking for when I posted this? Maybe a, a little. But for me, I, don't, I mean, this word getting like deep here, but I won't get too deep. But I think my like purest intent when I choose to post something like that is because I want to acknowledge the elephant in the room. And I think it become it comes from being an actor. Like I'm an actor who will always read reviews because it really bothers me that someone else could know something or say something about me that I don't know. And I've expressed this to friends who are like, well, that's fine. If you want to read reviews, read your reviews, but it, you know, it really changes nothing. Like what is that going to change in your life? Knowing what one person says about you, I know it doesn't make sense and it's not quote unquote right or probably healthy, <laughs> but I think the few times I've chosen to acknowledge something like that on his Instagram. It's because I just want everyone to know, like, I'm not oblivious. I know that they said this thing about us and this is how I feel about it. And everything's fine because like, God forbid someone think that I'm clueless or that I'm so distraught that I won't acknowledge it. And again, that's not right or healthy, <laughs> but it just is for the time being, it's where I'm at. And a lovely benefit of that is sometimes people will send these messages that are just incredibly supportive and kind about how they love looking at pictures of your cats. Yeah. And then sometimes they'll say, you know, if I put it on the story, because that's the only place where I go, that's the other piece of this, I guess, is that I'm never on, I think there's maybe like one or two pictures of me kind of on Bruno's Instagram like a post, but I put myself in the story because like, unfortunately, like we said, they can't talk to us. I am their voice. And I don't just want to like post silent videos of my cat, you know? So. <laughs> but I think those are the people that like, I, those are the people that talk to me more because I'm out there on the yeah. Instagram story. So those people will be like, Lauren, I think you're funny or just something that's sweet. And I'm like, thanks. They're like, I don't just come here for Bruno. I come here because your caption makes me laugh. And I'm like, Great. Thanks, pals. The game has changed now. Bullying online is just like vicious. There's just no boundaries at all, like creating fake accounts, like, you know, doing all this stuff, getting other people to attack you, like getting like, you know, it's just there's bullying of all forms is vicious, but like online bullying is endless and it's and it's still I am one of those people that it's still crazy to think about like you know 
like the internet and like what this like beast that it's become like yeah (laughs) I will say that I think and this is just my perspective from my experience it's not fact-based but from my experience over the past year people tend to be nicer on Instagram than Facebook and by people I mean strangers like followers who don't Mm -hmm. know you I think again in my experience it is because Instagram's users are younger I can track the analytics on, I mean, as, like I said, any of us could, if you just switch over to a business, like how old the followers are on the Instagram versus how old the followers are on Facebook and our followers are younger. I think in general, Instagram's followers are younger. That's just my, I don't know that for a fact, just my perspective. And therefore I think that younger people have a, maybe someone in high school will be like, that's not true, but I don't know. They seem, from my perspective, to have a better understanding of social media and the consequences. The vicious comments I've gotten on Facebook have been from people a lot older than me who I truly don't think understand, and not because they're they're not saying anything about their intelligence, it's just a generational difference, don't understand that if you put something on social media, that person could come find it. Like they're commenting on some video. There was a video actually that came out a couple weeks ago about Bruno that was on Facebook. And again, it's like, Peter, Peter, these owners should be ashamed, even though it said Bruno's on a diet. Um, and I don't think those people really think, oh, wow, the woman who owns this cat who's in this video a couple of times could see this. They're just going into the abyss like I said before like there's just this perception that like if anything is like popular that the people behind it just don't exist I feel like that's even true with celebrities like that they they see that stuff they may not see every single comment on every single thing but like just because it's online doesn't mean that it's not there's not people who are affected by that I always wondered, like, the major A-list celebrities who don't have social media. I always thought, oh, why? Why wouldn't you? Don't you want a million followers? Aren't you famous? Now I'm like, oh, it's because they're not interested in any of that. And they're interested in their craft. They don't need to read all that and see all that. And unfortunately, the, you know, risk of social media is we are all reactionary, some more than others, and you just lift off the wall someone who would never say that to your face as we all know will go there on their keyboard because they don't agree and that's the nature of who we are we're all never going to agree but social media has just really unleashed the the ability to openly disagree as many times as you want to in any form with generally no like nothing bad's going to happen to you if you do it oh like that there's no ramifications of what you're going to do yeah probably 95 percent maybe even more now of what we get in our interactions are so deeply positive and kind it's really mind-boggling and like I mentioned you know in such a chaotic time it's a real light yeah after you you know read the news and then you're like okay well I'm just gonna go talk to people that follow my cat (laughs) not in an escapist way but in a way that we all have to cope every moment of every day absolutely if you had to give any advice to people who are you know aspiring influencers or have their own pet Instagram or any of that kind of stuff what is like one piece of advice that you would give to them 
I get messages saying, this is not what you asked, but to saying like, how did you get so many followers? People, I can't give you advice on that because I really fell into this. Right. I feel like your story is super unique in that way because like, I don't think that that's how it happens normally. For me choosing to still do this a year later, and I think I'll continue doing it because it's fun. I would say that it's is so unique showcasing an animal versus a human. Like we said, I use the stories to talk, but the posts is pictures of an animal. And to me, when I look at other accounts, prim- primarily pet accounts, but really anyone, I think that people are smart and people can tell if what you're putting out there isn't genuine. If it's not really who you are or what you think or how you feel. And it doesn't have to be about high stakes things. I'm not saying every day we have to go on. I'm feeling this way and I believe in this. If that's what you want to do, great. But that's not what everyone does. And that's okay. I'll say not to toot my own horn, but I think it's because I'm just a naturally very open person. I've never been I'm private, but like once I talk to someone, I'm like, oh, I'll tell you my life story. Just ask. And I'd love to hear yours. It doesn't take long for me to like connect with most people. My literary agent, when she approached me, because I'm writing, a, well, I've written a children's book about Bruno. I saw that you were doing that. That's so exciting. That's, it's just very exciting. Cross your fingers for me. I really hope that happens because I have a lot of I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and I will buy a copy for all of them because <laughs> that's amazing. Anyways, um, she told me when the first time we talked on the phone, she was like, "You know, I follow a lot of other pets, and she has dogs." And she was like, "But there's something about the pictures of Bruno and Carlo that you believe it. You're like, that's." That is what they're thinking. That is who they are. They have a point of view. They have an opinion. And I think that's probably my biggest thing is my biggest piece of advice was to is to be have a genuine point of view. Don't develop one just because you think it'll attract attention because people can see right through that. We all see way too much online these days to buy something that's not, not real. But if you have an actual point of view, no matter what it is, if you are able to find a way to convey that through social media, bingo. That's what people latch on to that genuine perspective that they don't see or read all everywhere else but come to you for that individual need basically that would be my advice yeah that's so funny because I posted on my story on who knows today asking people if I had too many towels and I was just genuinely like is this too many towels and people came through for the towels like they wanted to talk about their love of towels and now I feel (laughs) I feel good about how many towels I have. Everybody else was like, well, what if you need them? And I was like, that's what I'm saying. That's so awesome to know that. I know a lot of people who are use Instagram for their business as everyone should right now. It's the platform of right now. It won't be the platform of forever, but it's what we have right now. And so they've done a lot of smartly. Is that a word? Probably not. Ironically, smartly. They've done a lot of research as to how to use the platform and how to quote unquote engage and increase your engagement because no one cares about followers if you have engagement. I know what they're doing when I see their stories and their posts. I see right through them with their questions they ask. And of course, I've done that too. Like, what do you guys think about rice? You know, but I, it's when you can like see the wheels on their head turning. So I had this problem today and I thought, what do you guys think? Nah, no one's going to buy that. 
people aren't going to latch on to that. It's not really what it's not really the problem you had today. Or if it is like, it's just not a genuine course of action for you to then get on Instagram to then ask versus, Oh, towels. Yeah. How many towels should you have? That's relatable content. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thank you so much for sharing all of this. I really, really, it's been awesome. I've learned a lot, like just having this conversation with you. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's fun to talk about Bruno as, as always, but everything else that goes along with it too. So thank you. So there it is. Cat Palooza. More cats all the time. I am so excited that I got to talk to Laura and I seriously can't thank her enough. Getting the chance to sit down and Skype with her was one of the true joys of this season thus far. I know there's more to come. I'm going to be so jazzed about all the time. Everything in season three is making me so happy. And as many people that I can get on this show that have cats is just like, that's really the goal of the whole the whole operation is more cats all the time. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be information about the inner workings of pet Instagrams or Instagram in general, or some new information about social media overall. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love and the cats that we love and all the pets. But I'm a cat fan, as if I needed to say that. Learn about new things. Ask people about who they are and what they do. You may learn something new or get excited about something in a way you never thought possible. I'm super interested in the world of social media and all its benefits and consequences. Like I said in the episode, it's still crazy for me to think about what life is like now with the internet and social media playing such a dominant role in our lives. It is crazy, but I also love it, but it's also crazy, but I also love it, you know? If you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WhoKnowsPod. We are also on Facebook at WhoKnows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every day we release a new episode, so if you want to send us a picture of your cat or dog or honestly any animal, we love them all, send us a photo over on our Instagram and we will feature your pet. You can also send them to us on Facebook or via email. Anyway, through the mail, I will take a photo of a pet. I have no judgment of how I get these photos. Just send them because I love them. You can also visit our website at whoknowspod.com. And if you want to send us any questions, you can send those to taylor at whoknowspod.com and we can answer them on the show. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends, your enemies, everyone about the show. We want to grow this community and we need your help to do that. And you get a button if you do it. To support us even further, become a patron for as low as $1 a month for access to exclusive content and to help the show grow and get better and better. If you want to stay up to date with what Bruno and Carlo have going on or get some Bruno and Carlo merch, yes, that's a thing. It's amazing. You can visit their website at thebrunobartlett.com. That's with two E's. Or you can follow their Instagram at thebrunobartlett. This episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dankovich, edited and produced by Lynn Barbera. Our intro music is by Chris Williams. Our transition music is by Tori Silver. And for one time only, for the bumpinest kitties in the bumpinest club, we got Gimme That Fat Cat, written by Kathleen Gibson, friend of Lauren who works for Second City in Chicago. 
for the outro music. Give me that fat cat one time only. You're going to love it. Barbara. Barbara. Like Hannah Barbara. Barbara. Edited and produced by Lynn Barbara. I got that right this time.